Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Well, good afternoon, my dear. Hey, Deb, how's it going? It's good. Yeah? Did you have a good holiday? I did. I did. We're recording this just a couple days after Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and it was, you know, different, smaller than usual. A lot different. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. lot different, but, but fun. We had a nice time, too. Yeah. Just hanging out with kids and, you know. I know. We did the same thing, hung out with kids, and, um, yeah, it was just, it was just sweet. Yeah. yeah, so it was nice. I mean, I didn't get to see the the normal people that I see, but we did family Zooms, which are very popular family <laughs> Zooms. <clears throat> so, um, so, yeah, it was good. That's good. That's good. My daughter was able to FaceTime with her grandmother instead of Zooming. She FaceTimed with her grandma so that her grandmother could see her because nice. she's got some fragile health issues. And so she just stayed in her little bubble, right. her and her cats. And, right. you know, not very many people bust her bubble because she's because she's yeah. fragile. But boy, she is a she's a stud. You know, <laughs> she's a busy, busy lady, very artistic. Um, she's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, you've told me about that. Yeah, she yeah, sings. I, I know she, who you're talking about. She you, paints. I've and, listened to her sing. Yeah. I've listened yeah. to her. Yeah. So, yeah, I, well, my grandma, who's 102, mm -hmm. actually fell on Thanksgiving evening and um, is now, she's had surgery, she's recovering. It's, she's kind of amazing. So, we'll, we'll, the prayer is is that she has some kind of crazy miraculous recovery so that she can still live independently. Yeah. And that's I think that's where we get afraid that she won't recover well enough that where she lives they'll let her keep her apartment. And Isn't stuff. So that amazing that she's still living on her own? Yeah. I mean, I think a few months ago we recorded uh, an episode and we were talking about yeah, your grandmother. She had, she and, had fallen. Yeah. Only didn't break anything that time. Right. So, yeah, and she she fell about a year and a half ago and broke a leg, okay. recovered, you know, went back to her apartment, so... That's what I. That's who I want to be. I, I want to live on my own. You know, know, when I'm 102 years old, I, I want to still. I know. Be, I want to live up until the moment I'm not living anymore. Exactly. I don't want. You know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? <laughs> you just want to go in your sleep when you're 100 years old. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would so, be awesome. Um, yeah. Well, one of the ways to have a long life is to forgive. Is to yes. be forgiving yes. and forgive others, and yes. um, so we we thought we'd talk a little bit about mm -hmm. that skeleton of forgiveness. It's a good skeleton, boy. <laughs> it does. It resides um, and and knocks on the door frequently. Remember, remember that time, and you know that's that is one thing that I have to deal with all the time. Is I have these flashes of memories that come back. I do too. You know, I do too. And um, and because I have a scriptural um, background and a biblical background, 
And so a lot of the Bible verses, a lot of scriptures come into my mind Mm -hmm. when I'm battling that kind of thing. And one of the things is, you know, Jesus was asked, hey, Jesus, so you're like, told us we should forgive. So how many times do we need to forgive? Just seven times? Does that sound okay? Or 70 times, you know? And Jesus says, you know, forgive 70 times seven, you know, forgive a lot. A lot. And Mm -hmm. for me, what that has translated to me is every time the offense comes up as a memory, Mm-hmm. That is your opportunity to forgive again. Exactly. And I may have to forgive the same offense a thousand times. Yep. Um, and so every time there's a memory of it, I'm like, you know what? I, I forgive you for doing that to me. And what's really hard sometimes is you know that that person is not thinking about you at, at all. all. <laughs> and they yeah. have no idea right. that that offense has still, you know, still bugs you. Um but it is an opportunity to forgive over and over and over again. And yep. that and that feels good. Yeah. It may that makes me think of um, you know, say say a close friend, you know, commits an offense or a spouse or somebody, and you know, part of part of forgiveness is um you know, those things will come up, they'll bubble up in you, but it's like not not reminding that other person of their offense. <laughs> You know, I mean, I've been guilty of that. Like, I know I've forgiven a person, but then I'm bringing it up. So if I'm bringing it up and I'm reminding you that you did that to me, have I really done? Have I really forgiven you? Maybe not. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe I need a little bit more work in that. So maybe it's just something that we just do privately and we don't, you know, throw it up in their face and say, hey, good news. I forgave you yeah. again this morning. <laughs> just so yeah. you know, yeah. I'm still mad at you for what you did to me 10 years ago, but I once again this morning <laughs> forgave you. So good news. We can get through the day. Wouldn't it be great if it worked like that? <laughs> but it doesn't. It doesn't. You were talking a little bit about about forgiveness and about kind of a battle that you've been going. Well, I, I had an interesting experience over the Thanksgiving holiday. And um, so I, I've mentioned on, on this podcast before that I'm good friends with my ex-husband. Uh-huh. And I really am good friends with him. And, and my current husband and Greg are friends and... I mean, they don't go golfing together, but <laughs> but they can occupy the same space for several hours and be fine and have nice conversation, and it's it's right. nice. Right, right. And so uh, we he came up uh, to where we were over the Thanksgiving holiday because <clears throat> our son was there and he wanted to see our son. And after um, our son and his girlfriend had somewhere to go they needed that you know he had friends here and so they went to a friend's house and so I my ex-husband stayed and we were it was so it was just John and myself and Greg and for a couple hours we you know just the three of us talking and and mine and Greg's marriage came up really it did It, it, it came up and the end of our marriage came up, and things that had happened towards the end of our marriage came up. And it was kind of amazing to me that we were sitting there having this conversation about things that happened at the end of our marriage with John. And we were all having this, sharing this conversation. Right. And it was really, it, it felt kind of surreal, quite honestly, because 
as we were having this conversation, I mean, I felt like I was kind of in in my body and out, like part of me was over here watching this conversation happen and thinking, like, what's John thinking? And is he is he weirded out? And, you know, I mean, I'm kind of thinking those things. And then I'm kind of dealing with my own, you know, stuff about what happened towards the end of our marriage and things that happened and thing, things that have been hard for me to forgive myself of. And um, it was just, it was just, uh, it was beautiful and it was sort of scary and honest and real. I mean, it was all a bunch of things, but for the next several days after, I was sad. Like, why? Well, I, because, because choices that I made and stupid things I did and said would, would bubble up would bubble up and I would like I have you know Debbie you've forgiven yourself for those things you did it a long time ago you don't need to keep but for me forgiving myself has been almost harder than forgiving another person so why do you why do you think that is why do you think that we have walls up sometimes about not forgiving ourselves do is is it a is it a way to continue to punish us because we think that we deserve to be punished or is it a way to kind of examine whether or not we're the same person we were I mean what do you think well, what do you think kind of goes on I think I think it's you know if if there's a devil yeah you know I I, I I don't know. I don't believe that there's like a physical devil anymore. I used to believe that. I don't know that I believe that anymore. But it. But I do believe that there are, you know, dark, bad spirits. I'll say that you know maybe float around. I don't know what they do. But right. But I. I. I believe that that's the way that ke- keeps us trapped and not free. And it keeps our e- our ego our egos are wrapped up in ourselves. You know, and so it's a way to kind of keep us and our minds occupied on ourselves, and keep us trapped and keep us from not living an abundant, full, free life. And and if there is a devil, I believe that that's the way it works, you know, to keep us trapped in our own thoughts and our own guilt and our own junk. Right. When really, you know, we don't we don't have to stay in that place, you know. God is love and light, and and we all make mistakes, and we're all, we all can be forgiven, and we all are forgiven, and it's just very, very tricky sometimes to forgive ourselves for things, and, you know, to let go of regrets and things like that. Right. You know, so that's, that's for me, where I struggle the most. I've had to forgive some, some yucky stuff that other people have done, and you know, that's been tricky too, but usually for me, eventually, I can let those things go and kind of move on and, and you know, still have some kind of a relationship with somebody, but, um, you know, and then there's been people also that I have not been able to repair a relationship with and it's just done. Right. And I don't even really know if forgiveness sometimes is a factor in some of those kinds of situations, you know. Right. I mean, I can, in my own heart and chest, think that I've forgiven that person, but never see him again, and that's okay. And then sometimes there's a person that you need to forgive that's still kind of in your circle. Mm-hmm. Right, You right. know, but 
I just I think it's hard because I think I think it is it's it's the devil quote unquote's way to keep us trapped and keep us keep us locked up and keep our egos focused on ourselves and just keep us not being happy. Yeah. So when you were having this conversation and you were feeling these things mm-hmm. about forgiving yourself, are these things that you have addressed? Before, oh, yeah. were you forgiving yourself? I yes. mean, this is a recurrence. Oh this yeah, is a, you know. it's a recurrence. And in fact, and in fact, in the conversation with John and Greg and myself, I was even saying out loud, you know, I have regrets, but I've also forgiven myself. I, I mean, I can say those words, and and I can really mean them. Right. I, I really believe that I have, and then something will trigger, and something will bubble up. Mm-hmm. Like you said, a memory, mm-hmm. a memory of a past something or other that I did or said or someone did or said, and it'll bubble up and it'll like bother me again. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you a know? few months ago, we actually talked on this podcast about guilt mm-hmm. and um, about, you know, how to kind of shake off the guilt and stuff. And guilt is something that comes to us to remind us of who we want to be. Mm-hmm. And 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 places that we no longer want to be, and places we want to go. Right. So when you have those feelings that are coming on you that you need to forgive yourself, that's guilt, right? And but it's reminding you, hey, remember, remember, twenty years ago when mm-hmm. this happened. That's not a place you ever want to go back to. Right. So I'm I'm going to continue to forgive myself, but at the same time, maybe we could be grateful. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, thank. For, that makes me think to, to be thankful for that. Yeah, thankful for the memory, mm-hmm. thankful for the reminder mm-hmm. that that was a place that you never want to be again. Never. And now you have this marriage. And things are different, and you're in a different place, and you have this healthy relationship with your former husband. Mm-hmm. You know, something I certainly don't have. I don't have any kind of a relationship with my former husband. And so um, there's a lot of people that would that would really love to be in your situation, to have, you know, to, to have, have that. healthy relationships yeah, with yeah. people from their past. And I, and I do feel, I mean, you know, every time I, I, I am sitting across a table with him, I think... This is unusual, you know. I mean, yeah. it's 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 unusual to have, you know, not only to be able to be cordial because we've got children and stuff, but to really have like a friendship where we can really talk about things and right. kind of talk about what happened to us and and we've both forgiven each other. Yeah. We've totally forgiven each other and and forgiven ourselves. He did things, I did things. He said things, I said things, you know. Right, right. I mean, all of all of that. And we've really been able to come to a place of of forgiveness. And I don't I it is unusual, but it's not impossible. Right. But it takes both people, you know, to to be willing to I'll say admit and, and come to terms with the things that that you did wrong in a relationship. And that could be a friendship. Mm-hmm, you know, right. if there's two girls who who are best friends and something happens. I mean, the two parties involved to really have forgiveness have to be willing to say, I did this, I was wrong, mm-hmm. I messed up, whatever it is. And at that point, that's when forgiveness can happen. 
It's not going to happen if people aren't willing and are denying, well, you did that. You've got to own up to what you did to be able to really find forgiveness. Right. And that's where, you know, relationships come into play. And, you know, I can forgive somebody from my past. I can forgive somebody who's caused damage or Mm -hmm. caused pain. But whether or not I'm in relationship is dependent upon whether they want to be in relationship Mm -hmm. with me, whether or not they want the forgiveness, whether or not they feel badly about what they did, and vice versa. I, you know, I can expect somebody to forgive me, but I can't expect them to be in relationship with me. That's exactly right. If I'm not going to make a point to not do the thing that they needed to forgive me right. for, right. you know? Right. I can't continue to be that person. Right. Um, I can't continue to say the things that I said that hurt them and expect that our relationship is going to be the same. Right. You know? Right. So forgiveness is is a one-way thing. It's just one way. It's you. It's mm-hmm. between you and your God, you and your soul, yep. you and, you know, it doesn't even have to be between you and the person because sometimes you're forgiving somebody that no longer is your, in your life That's exactly or somebody right. who's passed away. That's exactly right. Um, but forgiveness is something that you do for you. Yeah. And relationship, for- though, is something that the two of you do for mm-hmm. one another. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, forgiveness really, it is about freeing up your own soul. Right. You know, and, and right. so that you can, you know, live in freedom. I mean, it keeps you all bound up if you can't. You know, in talking about this, I'm just reminded of, I know a person in my life, this was a long, long time ago, who who um, was driving and um, hit a young man on a bike. Mm-hmm. And it was an accident. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't his fault. Mm-hmm. The, the bike went out in front of him. And it was interesting to hear him talk, even though he knew it wasn't his fault, it, the, and he does. He didn't know ever what happened. He tried to call the hospital to find out, what, but it was bad. But mm-hmm. he doesn't know if the person lived or died. He doesn't know. To this day. To this day. Wow. Um, but he had a really, really hard time forgiving himself for that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't know if he ever did because that person passed away about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if he ever was able to let that go. But I know that there's... There are things like that that haunt people mm-hmm. that aren't their fault, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes and you, you bring up, you know, sometimes forgiveness happens, but the incident that, you know, precipitated the need to forgive mm-hmm. can lead to a change of behavior. Mm-hmm. So I think about the mom who started mad. I know. Mothers Against Drunk Driving. It makes me think that too. You know, and she absolutely could forgive yeah. the person that killed her child in that. a drunk driving accident. That is completely, you know, on her. And she can make that decision to forgive. But not wanting another family to go through the same pain, mm-hmm. she took her pain and sadness mm-hmm. and she did something, did something good, good with, with it. it. And just because she put together, you know, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, and now it's something that goes into schools and tries to mm-hmm. teach young people about, you know, the dangers of driving while intoxicated, 
this is something that has probably saved a you zillion know, lives. A zillion lives. Yep. Um, and yet you would never look at her and say, she needs to just forgive and move on with her life. Exactly. You know, for I, her, forgiving that person mm-hmm. is what gave her the strength That's exactly to go right. on and teach other people. And I think we've heard, I mean, you know, as as... Crappy as the news can be yeah. a lot of the time. I yeah. mean, I there are a lot of stories that are that you do see on the news of situations like that. Right. Where there's been something tragic and the person has been able to forgive, you know, the the offender, I guess, whether it was, you know, by uh, their fault or not. Right. Or whatever, you know. Right. But I don't know. It's it's a it's a tricky subject and yet it's one of the most important things, I think, for humanity. If we could all just forgive our brothers and sisters for the little stuff, mm-hmm. it just seems like this world would be a pretty different place. Absolutely. You know, you you remind me that over the Thanksgiving break, I had a conversation with a young woman, much like uh, the conversation with you and Greg and John. And this was a young woman who was a part of our life back when our kids were teenagers. Mm -hmm. Um, And she still, to this day, is a part of our life. But she caused some trouble. (laughs) Some problems in my, you know. (laughs) She she did. She She was one of those kids. Now, I have friends who make it their job to pray the, the, the bad kids out of their kids' lives. Okay. I'm just going to pray that person out of the life, you know, or my child got caught up in the wrong crowd. I'm just going to pray that wrong crowd away, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like if your kids are in with the wrong crowd, guess what? They are the wrong crowd. Yeah. <laughs> they, that, because those are their peeps. Right. You know, birds of a feather do flock together. That's right. And if your kids are getting drawn into the wrong crowd, that's because those are the peeps people that they want to be with. Right. And so there's things to address in your own family and within your own children, right? Very wise. (laughs) (laughs) And so stop telling me that, you know, your kid is the victim. Maybe your kid, you know, wants to be naughty. I mean, you know. (laughs) And and so those are things that you can deal with, you know, as a family and as a parent. Um, So this particular young woman was somebody who in fact did caused some problems in our family. And uh, we got together in this very socially distant sort of outdoor thing so that um, my daughter could kind of see some of her old friends. And this young woman sat there across from me and all of a sudden she just started crying and she looked at me and she said, I'm so sorry for for what I did when I was young and I'm so sorry for what I put you through. Wow. And I looked at her and I said exactly what I believe with every fiber of my Mm -hmm. being. And that is, I'm the lucky one because I have had front row seats to miracles. And right now I'm sitting across the table from you and I'm... I, I see you as this grown-up young woman mm-hmm. who's a mom, has incredible kids. You know, she's living this grand life. So I'm the lucky one. Mm-hmm. I get to see the story, you know, in yeah. come full circle. Yeah. I get to see who she was and who she is today. That blesses me, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I don't... I, 
there is nothing for her to right. um, apologize for. And yet I could see that she was struggling with mm-hmm. forgiving herself. Mm-hmm. And I knew that hearing me say to her, it's okay. It's okay. You mm-hmm. have given me an incredible gift mm-hmm. by allowing me to have front row seats to your life, to seeing who you were yeah. then and who you are today. Yeah. And that's a gift. Yeah. I, my, my daughter has done that recently with me. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Where she, she uh, sat across the table from me and, and basically said, Mom... I I need to apologize to you for some things. And it was just, it was very, very deep yeah. and sweet. And I knew it was real and authentic and uh, she meant it. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, she, she put me through some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> As most of our children do. Yeah. You know, she's, she's blossomed into this lovely, young, talented young person right and um and with with a sense of being able to own like your your young friend yeah. Yeah. to own where they went awry astray or whatever right. and be able to acknowledge that and be able to be present enough to say i'm sorry yeah and of course you're going to I mean, it's just, it was one of the most beautiful moments that we've had, to, yeah. you know? My, my oldest has been that way with me, and he is so full of gratitude. He really is full of gratitude for, for us not, you know, not throwing mm-hmm. him away, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you will. And, um, and that's just a beautiful thing for him. And I didn't ask him to be grateful. I didn't say... I'm going to kick you into next week. If We've you done so much for you. You should be grateful. <laughs> you know, never. I mean, at no point, I, I hope there, I mean, let's, you know, in the throes of the moment, who knows if there were things we said years ago that we I know, regret. I know, well. Um, I'm sure that there are. I'm sure I'm that there sure are that things there are. that I've said that I regret. But, um, but, but just, you know, there's, there really is, gratitude that can come when you look back and say, gosh, I'm so glad I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so grateful for where I am today. Mm-hmm. And um, and forgiveness can take you into that place It really, gratitude. Really, it really can. Yeah. It really can. It can make you, it can make you, like you just said, like thankful for the hard things mm-hmm. that have happened because it's opened you up and it's humbled you and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, taking responsibility for your own life and your own stuff and, and being able to forgive yourself, it, it really is a gift. It, it's a gift to be able to do that. It's a, it's a gift to be able to live in that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there'll, there'll be things, I'm sure, in the future that will happen. Hope, hopefully not big, bad things. <laughs> well, and there but, may be things that you need to apologize I, for. Yeah, and, I mean, you the, know, but right. there also may be things that come up that you're like, oh, man, I yes. forgot that I did that. But you know what? I need to go apologize. Yeah, I, and, and I need to say I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, I need to ask for forgiveness. Whether or not I receive it is right. is not my thing. Right. But, but there are times when... We're like, oh. Yeah, like, I think now of times where, like, maybe I've just been having a normal conversation with somebody, and I've said something, and then later I've thought, you know, 
did that come out right? Maybe maybe they took that wrong and, you know, call them up or send them a text. Hey, you know, we were talking the other day and I just, I didn't mean it like that or I hope you didn't take it like that or, you know, oh, it's fine, Deb, you know. Right. Or, or you know what? Yeah, I did kind of take it that way, but I'm I'm hearing you and so... I forgive you, and we can move on, and, you know, I mean... It's so important. Just little stuff. Yeah, it's so important to show, to give grace, right? To show grace. Right. Um, there's, There's a few things that has happened in my life that I feel really passionate about, like the mother against drunk driving. There's a couple of things that I really would like other people not to experience. Mm -hmm. And if they can hear my story and avoid going down that same path, that would make me Mm -hmm. feel like it was worth it. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that I might say, hey, you know what? I've been there. Let me give you a couple of warning signs. Yeah. But there's a couple of people in my life who love to say, oh, you need to stop talking about that. You need to forgive, you know? And... When we say that to somebody, when we tell somebody that they need to forgive, what we're saying is, I'm judging you. Yeah. I'm assuming you haven't forgiven. Right. And I'm standing in judgment of you. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, we can't occupy judgment and love cannot occupy the same space. Absolutely not. It just can't. So if we are looking at another person and pointing a finger at them, we're not loving them, you know? Mm-hmm. And if they, if, if their forgiveness doesn't look like you think it should, I was just that's say not that. your business. It's nope. really not your business. Nope. It absolutely you know? isn't. Your business is to show them grace, mm-hmm. to love them right where they are. Mm-hmm. And for all you it's, know, they are doing that 70 times 7 thing. Well, they are literally forgiving yeah. somebody for their offenses every single day. I'm sure we both know people that we know haven't been able to forgive themselves. And right. maybe they, they battle addiction or they battle you know, loneliness and depression or whatever because mm-hmm. you know that they haven't forgiven their, themselves for things. And that, to me, is heartbreaking. Right. It, it's heartbreaking. And, and as we're talking, and I'm not going to mention names because mm-hmm. that's not fair, but I can think of a handful of people in my immediate circle who I know, I know that, um, in fact, one of the people who comes to my mind actually took their life. Oh, yeah. And I... I think because of not being able to forgive themselves, that that guilt and that, you know, sense of responsibility for doing whatever they felt like they did, which was so, you know, egregious against another person or whatever. Right. I mean, and that, to me, that's dreadful and yeah. heartbreaking. And, and those are the times when I, you know, when I run into those people, I wish I was smarter and I wish I had, you know, the ability to just just zing in to their soul and tell them how much they're loved and 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 how much how beautiful they are and all all of that stuff that's true and not the lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we live in a world where you know, like especially here in America, we're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And in the legal system, that's the way it's supposed to be. We are innocent. And yet, 
when we look at one another, we look at the bad stuff about one another before we look at the good stuff. And so we say, oh, you go to that church. Oh, you must be, you're guilty of this. Or you go to that bar. That means that you must have, you know, a a problem with alcohol. Or you um, belong to that political party. Therefore, you're this. Or you belong to, you know, you do this. Therefore, you must be that. And we are constantly making people feel guilty mm-hmm. for their life choices or for the circles. Well, and um, it's it's judgment. Like it's you say, total it's, judgment. And I guess that's just a human nature thing. I guess we just want to quickly jump to conclusions about people, about, you right. know, what kind of what you're talking right. about. And I don't know why we do that so fast. Well, I feel like we we want people to feel guilty about something so that it'll make us feel better well, about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, when in reality, we should all be lifting up one another. We should all be making sure that, that somebody doesn't feel guilty about mm-hmm. something that you know, they did a thousand years ago. Right. And and let's think of, let's look at people and see them as innocent mm-hmm. rather than guilty. Because what happens is that when everybody else is looking at you, and, you, and I, I realize it's not everybody, but sometimes you get to the point where everyone in my life knows I did this thing. Right. I need to suffer the consequence. I need to be punished for it. Mm-hmm. I've been there. And, and so that guilt and that need to be punished. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be happy because I need to be punished for what I did. That's, yeah, it kind of goes along with what I was talking about, about right. not being able to forgive themselves. And so instead of instead of trying to figure out, I mean, I don't, I don't know where that line crosses where... One person is able to, to to reach down into their soul and figure out and find love and find forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And, and another person just is either choosing not to do it or just can't or, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, there, there's some kind of fine line in the human psyche of a person who's got the ability to do that and another person who doesn't. And I don't know if it's choice or if it's, just how they're how they're knit together yeah. mentally and spiritually well we think of the ego as a as a negative thing you know the ego is negative you know people who are egotistical mm-hmm. but really the ego is what keeps us uh, alive what makes sure that we feed ourselves and what takes care of ourselves and and maybe we all need to be kind of, you know, stroking the ego part of us a little bit more, telling ourselves that we are worthy, mm-hmm. that child inside of us. Yeah. You know, you're, you're a mom, I'm a mom. Um, everybody who's not a mom, they've seen children in their lives. They've seen children be very, very naughty mm-hmm. and then get punished or get redirected and not do that naughty thing again. So we need to... Be in touch with the child inside of yeah, us yeah. and just say, gosh, that was that was then, yeah. you know, I, I was still a toddler then. I was still, you know, as far as emotional, I was an emotional toddler. Mm-hmm. I was somebody that wasn't capable of making decisions. Um, and, I, and I'm now making different decisions. Yeah. So um, we need to just kind of look at that little girl, that little boy inside of us mm-hmm. and say, you are worthy. Yeah. You are loved. I spent 
many years in a in a therapy group, mm-hmm. and um, that's a lot of the work that we did was was kind of getting to know that broken l- little kid inside there, and mm-hmm. and and we did a lot of work where where we would do things where um, we would sit, you know, kind of just kind of with your feet on the floor kind of a thing and close your eyes and and really and and get a picture of yourself at a certain age five or usually between like 5 and 10 and get get a picture of that kid and then put that kid in your lap Aww. and now put your arms around that kid and and talk to that kid talk talk to that that little one mm-hmm. you know and and tell that little one Whatever, whatever, you know. You need to hear. You need, yeah. Whatever and, and you're, you're, the grown-up you need to hear. Yeah. And, yeah. and honestly, I still do that. I, st- I still do that with myself sometimes. I still need pull a little dab <laughs> up onto your lap. I just pull her up, and, you know. And, and it's usually when, when all that yucky stuff begins to bubble up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I start wanting to beat myself up and I start wanting to, I call it going down a rabbit hole of, <laughs> you know, I'm not this and I'm not that and I wish I was this and I wish I had a different personality and all this stuff that I think. And then I have to go, whoa, 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 stop, you know, Deb and go look in the mirror. And I mean, she, our, our leader of our group would make us do that too, had a mirror. You had to like, look at your own face wow. and you know. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I think another thing we can tell ourselves is that it's not about us. Mm-hmm. So if somebody offends us mm-hmm. with the words that they've said, um, it may be that it's really not about us. Because um, hurting people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And That's I remember right. some one time on um, social media, I said something... I, put up something on Facebook that somebody didn't like, didn't like, and you know, (laughs) they were offended by it. And she said, I'm so offended by this. And she said, but then I remember hurting people hurt people. And I'm thinking, and so I, I responded to her and I said, what makes you think this is about you? This isn't, this isn't even about you. And the fact that you're making it about you and deciding that I have put this up as an effort to hurt you means that you're not interested in having a conversation with me. Right. So if you want to have a conversation with me, instead of standing in judgment of me, instead of me, instead of you deciding that I've Mm -hmm. put this there to hurt you, how about if we have a conversation Mm -hmm. and just ask me a little bit more? Because when you're putting up 140 characters or 280 characters, whether it's a tweet or whether it's on Facebook or whatever, um, there's a lot of room for misinterpretation. A lot. A lot. And very often what somebody says isn't about you. Mm-hmm. In fact, it may be about them. Well, usually it probably is. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> always about them. Right. And just because they have an opinion about, you know, the, uh, their favorite ice cream and you want to have a complete fight about it. Right. Um, doesn't mean that they're there to say to you, pistachio is wrong, you know? <laughs> Just because, you know, they, chocolate is the best ice cream flavor. Well, that must mean that you think pistachio is terrible, and how dare you? Well, no. no. <laughs> 
my opinion, you know. And so I think that that's a way to kind of avoid um, being offended is mm-hmm. to just assume that what somebody says on social media is not about you. Yeah, yeah. Instead of assuming that it is. Right. Um, uh, because I think when we when we stand in judgment of other people is where we fall into these deep, deep, mm-hmm. deep caverns of despair. And so um, we need to forgive others for their insensitive remarks because a lot of the time they didn't mean to be insensitive. Right. And we're just taking it wrong. Right. What's the, what's the, there's, a, there's an acronym that you shouldn't do anything when you're like hungry and tired. And there's like, I can't remember what it is, but, yeah. it, but it's true. You yeah. know, so, t- so many times I think people say things out of being exhausted and haven't really thought it through or they're hungry or they're mad or whatever. And right. they just, re- they react instead of respond. And then. People get their feelings hurt. And, uh, it's just, yeah, it's just hu- humanity is is so complex. It's so tricky and complex. <laughs> so if somebody tells you that they have, I, I've dealt with this situation with a family member. We told them a long time ago that we forgave them, and then just in the last couple of years, they brought it up again and told us that they have felt. I might have even told this story before, but they felt like we hadn't forgiven them and they've been praying for God to change us. Mm. Well, we said we forgave them. Why are now, why are years going by and they have, instead of coming to talk to us, they've been praying for God to change us. (laughs) And why don't they pray for God to change themselves? Right. And, and do you know how hurtful that was? Because then I started thinking about all of the dinner tables that we've sat around with these people. And I'm thinking, so when you've been sitting across from me having a perfectly lovely conversation, you've then gone home and, and prayed for God to change me. Right. You know? Yeah. So if somebody tells you that they've forgiven you, just accept it. Yeah, yeah. Because it might not look the way you want it to yeah, or I mean, think it should. And it probably won't. Right. You know? and, if, and if the offense was egregious enough, then maybe the relationship will change even though there's forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Because, again, forgiveness is about you, the person doing the forgiving, not about the other person. And so right. you can forgive somebody and never talk to them again. Right. And still have forgiveness. And if you're the person that's not being talked to by that person and they've said they've forgiven you but they're not really engaging in relationship, well, then they that's because they're really hurt. Mm-hmm. There's some and so maybe you have some extra work to do in order to regain their trust yeah. or to get back with the relationship. So, I I I struggle with forgiveness a lot because I because I I've got a lot of people in my life who say that they expect it to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so then I question, well, maybe I didn't really forgive them. Maybe I yeah. haven't really forgiven myself. I've done that. Because it doesn't look like it's supposed mm-hmm. to. And then I have to go read the Bible or I have to go, you know, yeah, look yeah. up some some good, um, you know, proverbs and, yeah. <laughs> you know, tell myself. So I, I think that we just, if we just kind of take one another at our word, we could do a whole lot better. Yeah, I I would agree with you there. I I think well, 
again, the, the, the dance today with forgiveness, forgiving others and forgiving ourselves, it's, it's tricky, it's com- complex, but, you know, we do, we're, we're human beings, we have the ability to, to do that. And it looks like it takes all kinds of shapes and and it's all kinds of sizes and it's it's all different for everybody. But mm-hmm. I think if we all just can kind of stop, look inward, take responsibility for our own stuff, that's a huge first step of finding that forgiveness for another person or yourself. So, right. And if you're not happy with a relationship that you're having with someone and you think that they maybe haven't forgiven you or you haven't forgiven them and you want a relationship with them, then take a step. Yeah. Take a step towards them because chances are they want to have a relationship yeah. with you as Mo- well. Most people want to fix it, I think. They do. I, I think I, most people do. Mm-hmm. I think so too. So just take a step and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of a fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid of an argument. Um, conflict. Don't be afraid of conflict. Just love each other through it. And if you want a relationship, it's worth it. Yeah, I agree. It's worth it. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. I think it is too. I forgive you, Liz. I love you and forgive you. I don't have anything to forgive you for. But (laughs) But you know what? I'm sure that I'm going to mess up at some point. So thank you. I accept your forgiveness and I forgive you in response. I know. It's all good. (laughs) Have a great day. You too. Bye. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha.